Good evening. This is Laz Jacob with another episode of Running with Laz. Today I have with me Emily Karosik, and I'm sorry if I messed up your last name. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> but um, how I met Emily, and that really matter face to face, but kind of looking, you know, I have a ton of Instagram friends who are all into running and, and doing different, and nationally. So, I mean, they're kind of all over the place, but just looking to see who is actually, you know, following who. But, you know, I saw your your Instagram, um, you know, your uh, account there. So just kind of started to look mm-hmm. at, at everything. And I think it was right around the time you were going like anti-social media or you're going to drop off for like 30 <laughs> days or something like that. Uh, but as mm-hmm. I started reading through it, I thought, wow, this would be a, an awesome person to actually, you know, get a chance to interview. And, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, usually what I try to focus on is just, you know, bringing the real stories to, you know, to my listeners. Um, you know, there's so many big time runners out there, but we never usually get mm-hmm. to hear, you know, just the good, not, not good stories. They're all good stories, but, you know, just the the, the stories that, that we just never get to hear from time to time. So, but I saw, you know, your website yeah. called Running Across Ohio. So I kind of wanted to to get into that with you, but why don't you, Emily, just tell me about your background. You know, when did you start running and, and, you know, how did it come about? I know you got a family and all that. So I'd really kind of like to find out how you get a chance to balance all that. Cause as we get through this, you guys will, you know, understand why I want to ask that question because, um, Emily has just done some phenomenal things and, and will continue to do these things. So Emily, just, uh, tell me about yourself. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, so I started running. Well, I guess I, I really started running when I started playing sports as a kid. Uh, I was always really involved in athletics. Um, my biggest love was soccer. I also played some basketball and some softball, but um, I ended up playing uh, soccer uh, into the collegiate level. And, you know, running obviously is a really big part of soccer. It's I think um, I read somewhere once that you can run up to like five miles in a soccer game at the position that I played. So, you know, running is just like a huge factor in it. So you're always conditioning. Um, that was a big part of practices, which I never liked. That was always my least favorite part of practice. So it's kind of funny that I love to run now. Um, but once I was done with soccer, you know, I just needed that um, that fix, you know, that um, exercise fix that I didn't realize how much, how happy it made me feel to have those endorphins, you know, after a soccer game or practice or whatever kind of physical exertion it was. You must've so played, mom, you must've played striker been, oh, or sorry. forward, right? Sorry, say that again. And you must've played striker or forward or something like that to run that many miles. <laughs> Unless <laughs> yeah, you're a midfield, you know, midfield, I think runs yeah. more than most of them. Yeah, I played center mid. That was my, I did play forward sometimes, but center mid was, that was my favorite place to play. And, you know, you got to play, you got to play up and you got to play back. So you're just up and down the field so much. Um, So, yeah, so after, after soccer was over, uh, my mom was always a runner. She liked to stay fit. She actually played field hockey in college. So I have just a lot of um, sport background in my family Uh, and my sister would run as well. And so the two of them kind of got me to, um, come to a couple 5k races and you know after the first one I was just kind of like hooked like it was just this weird thing of like I'm gonna go run with all these other people and there's people like cheering me on and then you finish and you get a little medal and they give you free food like this is really fun I love this I get you know the endorphins after and I get to race other people and it's like socially acceptable (laughs) it got that competitiveness out of me as well because I just love to compete even if I'm just in the middle of the pack you know I'm competing with every runner that I can pass at the end and um, so that just kind of got me into it Um, and it was a great way to stay fit it was a great way um, to stay in shape. And after I had kids, it was a great way to lose some baby weight. Right. Um, and also it's been a, it's been a great way to just have some time by myself or sometimes with my friends. Cause I, I do run with others a lot too. So it's just kind of a fun social time for me. Um, so yeah, so that's how I, how I started running. Uh, and I think you asked, uh, how, how I fit it in with, yeah. Having, I have three kids. Yeah, I have three kids. They're five, 
three and one. So there's only three and a half years, like between all three of them. So it was just like, I was just like popping babies out. It was crazy. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I just needed to be by myself. And so I, I just made it a priority. And my husband knew too. I mean, he's so great at allowing me to go out for a run, um, even with three kids at home. I mean, he, he, really makes no fuss about it at all because that's that's a lot for him you know he's worked all day and um or on weekends when he finally has time off for me to leave and go run races you know that's that's a commitment for him too um so i appreciate him so much and being him having him be so helpful uh but the way i get in like just regular training runs is waking up really early i wake up at like 4:30 in the morning most days to be able to go run before um the kids are awakened before my husband has to go to work. So that's, that's really the only way I squeeze it in without having to mess up the rest of our family schedule during the day and in the evenings. Yeah. You know, now do you find it difficult to, you know, to get up that early and then do everything that you have to do? And, you know, I'm not sure what time you actually go to sleep. I'm keeping you up late here anyway. So, (laughs) but you know, that's, I mean, I I hear a lot of people that talk about, you know, to actually fit their training runs in, they're up at four, four thirty in the morning, you know, sometimes three o'clock in the morning, just, you know, just to get that run in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I definitely have to be aware of what time I'm going to bed. Sometimes it's too late and, um, you know, like six hours of sleep is not, uh, that's, that's pretty typical for me to get about six hours of sleep a night. I've been trying to do better at going to bed a little earlier and getting some seven, eight hour nights, uh, but yeah, it's tough because once my kids are in bed, like I, I want to kind of just relax with my husband. I don't want to be going to bed myself. So sometimes that can be tricky, but um, I, I don't know. My body just adjusts to it and it's amazing what it can go through. You know, like, well, I got to I gotta get up early if I want to get my run in and I have to keep my children alive <laughs> during right. the day. So you just you know, you just push through it. And some days are harder than others. You know, there are some days where I'm definitely by three o'clock. It's a struggle and I'm trying not to fall asleep on the couch. And sometimes, you know, that does happen too. little cat naps here and there. But uh, I know it's just a phase though, as well with my kids being so young, um, that it's just this crazy phase of life where I need a lot of energy to take care of them. So I, I try and tell myself that as well. Like, this is not, this is not how it's always going to be, but for right now, this is what I have to do. Uh, if I, if I want to make running a priority in my life. Now, I, I noticed that, you know, your focus as we you know talk about running across Ohio is mainly doing, you know, half marathons, but, but I noticed that, mm-hmm. that, you know, previously you started doing, you know, just a ton of 5Ks. And have you completely graduated from the 5Ks now and are just doing the half marathons? <laughs> you almost have to if you're if you're trying to do. And we, we could talk a little bit about what running think, across yeah. Ohio is probably probably a good point at this time to kind of talk about, you know, what your goal is. And I know your next race coming up is the Athens, Ohio half marathon. But why don't you talk about what mm-hmm. what your goal is with running across Ohio? Yeah, so running across Ohio, that started about uh, a year and a half ago. It was September of 2016. Uh, My sister had just run the Akron Half Marathon, and she uh, raised money for a charity, like, leading up to it. So she ran for this local charity called Rahab. Um, It's a ministry that helps women in human trafficking, helps them kind of come out of that and get them back on their feet. Um, and so I just thought that was so cool. Like, Hey, she loves to run and she has a heart for this ministry and she got to combine them both. And I think that's really cool. And I know people had, have run for charities in the past. Um, but I wanted to do something a little bit different and I got this crazy idea that, well, I'm going to run all the half marathons in Ohio and have that be a way of raising awareness for different Northeast Ohio charities. Um, You know, people do like, oh, I want to run in every state or those kind of things. I'm like, that's just not going to happen in my life right now (laughs) with three young kids. Like, that's just not realistic. But um, staying in Ohio, like that seems pretty reasonable. And it's like a big goal, but not a goal that's unattainable. Um, And it's something that maybe would draw people's attention uh, so that they could there then learn about you know the different charities that I'm running for 
So that's how the idea came about. Um, and I just kind of went with it. I didn't really know what I was doing in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to start and we'll just see how it goes. So it has been just a really crazy journey. Um, in the year and a half, I've run, let's see, it's it's been 12 half marathons since I started it. I had done about six before I decided to do running across Ohio. So I already had a few under my belt. But yeah, since then I've, I've run 12, which is like the most I've run all in a short time period ever. Like that's just crazy for me, jump for me, but it, it, it's been really fun and I really have enjoyed it. Um, especially the fundraising part of it. And that has just been so heartwarming to see the generosity of people in our community and people who aren't even from around here. I mean, people from Canada and there's been people from the UK who have donated. So it's just, it's just crazy how you can start something and then to watch it grow. Sure. Now, did you, did you do your own website and everything? It's a pretty cool website, actually. I'm, I'm looking at it now, but it, it's awesome. Now, you know, your goal, <laughs> your, you. your goal with the, the half marathons, do you have like a specific time frame that you're looking to finish all these or you have a goal of maybe like, you know, 10 a year or something like that? Or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how is that? Cause you know how, I mean, just like we were talking earlier, the marathon schedules, you know, or half marathon schedules change. Um, so, right. you know, they could add some here or there, but you, I've noticed on your website too, you have all the ones, you know, listed that, that you're going to do what the ones you've actually ran, the ones you have left to go. Mm-hmm. So that list is probably going to stay pretty consistent at this point, correct? Yeah, there's, there've been a few that have already like, um, uh, the brace didn't continue, um, or oh, things like okay. that. So I've had yeah. to take some off. Um, but yeah, I, I have the little disclaimer on there that I will, I will keep the list as of the races that are available from December, 2017. Cause you know, there's always so many new and half marathon, I think is the fastest growing race distance right now. And so there always are new half marathons, uh, all over the country and also in Ohio. So I, I, in order to make it like an attainable goal, cause otherwise I would just kind of be continuously adding and I would never reach my goal. I kind of had to set that, that deadline. Um, it might, it it actually, I do need to add different races to it because the trail races aren't on there. And when I started, I wasn't sure if I was going to do the trail races as well, if I would only do road races. But as I've gone along on this journey, I feel like, I don't feel like I'll totally finish the goal if I don't also do the trail half marathon. So eventually, um, those will be on there as well. And I think with the trail half marathons, it's about a 90 to a hundred total half marathons in Ohio. Um, and you asked, you know, what my time frame is for that. I don't have a specific goal. I mean, if I could do it all within 10 years, that would be awesome. That would be, you know, about 10 a year, 10 half marathons a year. Um, but I'm kind of trying to just take a little bit of time. Like right now I'm going, I'm dealing with an injury. And so, I haven't run some of the races I was planning to run, so maybe I'll run less this year. You know, I'm trying to, like, be easygoing about it, but also, you know, I'm excited to run as many as I possibly can, as quickly as I can. Um, But, you know, you just never know what life's going to throw at you. So the time frame's a little iffy. Right. Well, I wanted to give your website. It's, you know, www.runningacrossohio.com. So, you know, people, when you're Mm -hmm. out there, you know, visit the website, you know, opportunity to, you know, to do some donations, everything like that. And definitely goes for an awesome cause. So I applaud you for that. It's just, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. And and you had asked about the website. Um, I did start it on my own. Like I figured out how to set it up, but then I thankfully had a, a friend who does web design on the side um, and she offered to help me set it up. So she did a, a couple of things for me uh, to help it look more professional. But after that, it was kind of, you know, in my own hands to really tweak it. And I still feel like it's something I'm learning. But yeah, that was, that was like a whole other curveball that you decide to jump into something, but you kind of have to learn as you go. And the web design was definitely that it's a big learning curve for me, but it's fun. I'm, I'm learning to enjoy it. Well, I absolutely love this thing. Cause you know, it has like the, 
the countdown for your next race. So it shows that, and then it shows you know the total amount raised and everything. It is very cool. Yeah, I just. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I I really like the way this thing is the way this thing is set up. So, and then you could you know yeah, jump to the different you. links and everything like that. That's just awesome. So, and then you also have your blog, I think, tied into this as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I started the blog part of it just to kind of keep people engaged in what I was doing. Um, you know, just to share what the training looked like, and you know, to make it legit because you know someone who a complete stranger comes across this and there's really nothing on there other than a donation page then they're like wait is this girl (laughs) even running (laughs) you know so what's this um, gofundme page set up for (laughs) now right yeah you know how many gofundmes are out there anymore it's like well which one do i really trust yeah (laughs) yeah it's sad i mean there are a lot of fraudulent gofundme type fundraisers out there so i just wanted to give it some credibility and it's really fun to be able to look back on the training that I've done, you know, it's kind of like a, just like an internet training log for myself. Uh, and to look back on the accomplishments I've done since I started has been really, really cool. An aspect of it that I uh, really wasn't expecting. Yeah. Now you mentioned you're, you're injured. So can you tell me about that? Mm-hmm. What happened? I, I haven't really, you know, I, I noticed on your blog where you're talking about, you know, dealing with your injury but, you know, have you mm-hmm. been injured a lot or what do you think it is Just you know, overtraining or, you know, maybe not training enough and then going out and running a half marathon? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, so in, oh, when was this? This would have been starting in October. So I ran the bridge to bridge half marathon in Ashtabula, which by the way, is a super fun race. It's a super hilly course, but beautiful. I didn't even know Ashtabula. I mean, I'd never been there and it's just so pretty. So totally recommend that race to anyone. Uh, But after this race, I had this idea to run a 15K every day until the end of the year um, to help raise money for the charity I was running for at the time called Empower Sports. Um, They're an organization that offers sports programs for kids and adults with um, disabilities. And so if I had run a 15K every day until the end of the year, I would have hit 2017 miles for the year 2017. And so it was just kind of this play with numbers to bring awareness to this charity. And then I was also, you know, asking people, donate $15 for a 15K that I'm running. And it was really successful. And, I, and through that little fundraiser, we uh, raised twenty over $2,500 for the charity, which was so awesome. But at day 45 out of the 63 days total that I needed to run, I started to have pain in my leg. And I had promised myself that if I started to feel any form of injury coming on, I would stop because I I didn't want to cause any, you know, permanent damage to the point where it would derail my long-term goal of running all the half marathons in Ohio. So, so I, I stopped running. And once I went to the orthopedic doctor and saw the physical therapist, they determined that I had a labral tear in or labral, I don't know if I'm saying it right, in my hip, which is basically like a cartilage injury. Um, Some people only can fix it through surgery. My physical therapist feels very strongly that we can just fix it through physical therapy. And I've been in physical therapy for six weeks and it is getting better. So I've I've been running a little bit. Um, It's a slow increase. I'm trying to be patient and do it the right way. Really, all I want to do is just be like, oh, it feels better. So I'm just going to go right back to running half marathons. But uh, I know that's not going to be the the wisest decision in the long run. So it is getting better. Um, I unfortunately had to miss a race in January that I was scheduled to run. Um, I am scheduled to run a couple in April, and we're just kind of seeing how it goes. I, I'm really hoping I'm still able to run them, even if it's just a run walk. But um, yeah, so that's the injury came just from me running 9.3 miles every day <laughs> for wow. 45 days. And I was feeling like I was feeling really good because I took the pace slow. I didn't go, you know, I didn't take these miles really hard or anything. Um, but I think, you know, just the increase in mileage flared up the tear that they think was probably already there. I just wasn't having any pain from it until I, until I had the high increase in mileage. Sure. Um, but up until then, I my body was holding up with all my training and half marathons really well. Um, I really had to balance uh, picking some races that were going to be like a hard goal race for me and then picking races that would just be for enjoyment, you know, and that was actually 
really fun. I really loved running the races at an easy pace, which was a surprise for me because, like I said, I'm competitive and I like to do my very best that I can. Um, but I really loved just enjoying the atmosphere of the race. I got to soak in a lot of the different sites of all the different courses that I was running, um, but, you know, still had some of those uh, PR goal races that I went for. And so that was fun, too. So I just had to I had to balance those two things out. And I think that's what helped me remain healthy. But then, you know, doing that 15K a day challenge, that that did not help me stay healthy. But like I said, it was worth it because I got to raise, I get to help raise money for, for Empower Sports. And that's really cool. So, Yeah, one of the, um, the person I interviewed last week, Alyssa Caloric, I think she actually follows you on Instagram or you guys follow each other. Yeah. She had the yeah, same injury. Yeah, I interviewed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had that exact same injury, and I think she ended up having having surgery on it. So, um, but you know, she's doing better. Yeah. So she's doing yeah, that I Disney Princess half marathon down in uh, down in Florida this weekend. So, I think she's yeah. doing the mm-hmm. 10k and the half marathon. One on Saturday, and I think the other one's on Sunday or Friday and Saturday, something like that. So it'll be kind of cool to see how she does there. Yeah, being off um, social media, I haven't been able to keep up with everyone's training, but I cannot wait to come back. I come back, can be on it again on um, Tuesday, and I'm just going to be like going through everybody's accounts to see what they're up to. So I didn't know she would be in Florida. That's awesome. And yeah, I've got to talk to her a couple times about the hip injury as well. She was a good resource um, for me in talking about it. And yeah, I'm like for her, the surgery worked. Um, and for me, that's something I'll have to consider if the physical therapy doesn't mm-hmm. help. But, you know, I'm really hoping to avoid the surgery just because, you know, the kid aspect of it is just tricky because you could be on crutches for a few weeks. And that's, you know, it's really hard to take care of toddlers. Oh, <laughs> sure. You can hardly take care of yourself. So really hoping to avoid the surgery part. But, I, you know, it's, it is something in the back of my head that maybe that will be down the road. But we'll see. Just trying to take it one day, one week at a time at this point. Right. So you have, you know, the, the Athens half coming up. I mean, do you think you'll be mm-hmm. okay to to run it? I mean, you've got 51 days to go. How, how do you think you're going to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm only up to two and a half miles right now of, like, run walking. So I definitely am very far off from uh, making my way up to 13.1. But we have, this past week, my physical therapist has really been allowing me to push a little harder um, to hopefully be ready for that. Um, it might be like a day before decision if I want to run wow. it. Um, I definitely know <laughs> if I, if I do do it, like it might be, it, it's definitely going to be like a slow half walking, half running type sure. of thing, which will be a first for me. And I think my pride might be a little damaged from it because I like to be able to run from start to finish. But um, it's good for me. You know, this, this whole process, I've had to learn that, like, it's not about me. And I feel like I'm just constantly reminded that even in situations like this, where it's not ideal, you know, I, I'd much rather be totally healthy and run it at whatever pace I want to run it. Um, but it's just, a, it's just another reminder of like, you know, what this in the end, it's not about me. This is about bringing awareness, you know, to these different charities. And, um, if it means that I finish it in four hours, so what? <laughs> I'll at least still get the word out, um, you know, uh, for the charity that I'm running for. So I'm trying to look at it in that sense. But but it is hard for me being a competitor that I, I don't really know what the future holds. So, uh, yeah, really hoping, though, that I'll at least be able to do a run walk for the Athens in April. Now, what's the – I know you mentioned the other new charity, I think, that your sister had done it for. Is that the same charity that, that you're running for, too, or do you pick different ones from time to time? Mm-hmm. So I've done uh, – let's see. I think it's been four different charities. Um, the first one was for a pregnancy center in Akron that helped women uh, with unplanned pregnancies. Uh, just with – they gave them counseling and free um, – ultrasounds and free pregnancy tests and things like that. Uh, and then another one was for a friend with ovarian cancer and helping raise money for her medical costs. Uh, another one was for a children's cancer organization. Um, and then the last one was Empower Sports, which uh, I mentioned. Um, so for the year 2018, I'm doing something a little different. I haven't announced the charity yet, but I am working on um, on the post to announce it to everyone. So for 2018, I'll be running just for one charity instead of switching it up every few months. Um, so I'll be, I'll be announcing that at the end of this month. So you should oh, see it on cool. there by March 1st. So yeah. yeah. So I'll be excited to share that with everyone. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome. 
So I, I have to mm-hmm. ask you, you, you actually did stay off of social media for a while, huh? You know, it would yeah, be it would like, be almost impossible because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get off social media, and they're like, you know, the next day they're back on. You know? Yes, it's it's been hard, but it's also been really good. Um, the social media world is so great. I mean, and it's been a huge factor for the success of running across Ohio. I mean, that is where I get all the all my followers and. So going I was going to say you hard. almost need both of them. You know, you you for what you're trying to accomplish, you almost have to have the social media aspect of it. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely vital if I want to be successful, no doubt. Um, but I I was starting to get pulled into the comparison game that can happen in social right. media, and again, you know, like I was saying before, I was taking the focus off like what I was running for and instead putting it on me and comparing myself to different runners or how many followers they had or how many likes they had on a post, you know, things like that, that it's just so silly. And um, I didn't want to get caught up in that. And so I, I needed to stop and take a break to, to kind of refocus and remember what I was doing this for. And um, the, the 40 days was the number that I chose based on um, a devotional that I've been doing in the morning that encouraged us to fast from something for 40 days. And so I really felt like social media was what I needed to take a break from. And so, yeah, 40 days will be up on February 27th, and I will be able to reenter into the social media world. And I am very excited. The, the break has been great, but I'm very excited to be back onto social media because I have friends on there. You know, I've met some real friends just through Instagram, uh, which is just crazy to me i never thought that would happen but i i I miss catching up with them and seeing what's going on in other runners lives and they're they're kind of like my inspiration so i'm feeling a little down on that so yeah i'm excited to be back on there in a few days yeah i think that's the reason why i like the instagram one too just because you know i've became you know instagram friends with so many people nationally that that run you know, I did an interview mm-hmm. with Nicole Wade, who lives in Boston. I think she follows you mm-hmm. as well. You know, she does the heart and soul, um, you know, dot com. So um, mm-hmm. interviewed her, you know, a few weeks back. So she kind of told me her story. But, you know, it's just so cool to actually just talk to somebody in, in Boston about, you know, their experience of running and everything. So, you know, as this goes on, you know, I will try to expand that even more i reached out to shailene mm-hmm. flanagan but of course she didn't you know reach back out to me <laughs> like she really would you know she's like who's this guy you know trying to interview me or podcast <laughs> so i'm always trying hey, to find somebody that knows her there. oh exactly exactly you, you know it, it doesn't hurt right all you could do is ask <laughs> absolutely i am learning that so much uh with with fundraising so yeah i mean you got to put yourself out there you got to be vulnerable so i say good for you <laughs> yeah so now you know i see that that you're a spiritual person as i am so i, mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. i appreciate that you know reading that and so forth but mm-hmm. do you get a lot of support from you know the people at you know your church or you know whatever you do i'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of support there as well so that's that's really cool that you've kind of you know worked that into and post it on your website because I think so many people have lost that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the ability to, to connect the two together just because they're afraid to, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's sometimes it is hard, you know, um, you're always wondering what people are going to think, or maybe people have different beliefs in you. They're, they'll automatically, you know, close out of your site never to come back again. And, and yeah, that, that might happen. Um, but I decided when I started this, that, um, I didn't want to negotiate that, you know, like my faith is my number one part of my life. And so I couldn't take that out of my blog cause it'd be, it wouldn't be me then, you know? So in order for me to stay true to who I am and my belief system, I, I really felt convicted that I, that I needed to keep that in there. And yeah, it, it feels risky sometimes. Cause like I said, I don't, people might be really turned off by it, but just like I would be open to listening to somebody else about their beliefs and I would be loving towards them and, and open to a friendship with them. I would hope that they would feel the same way towards me. So, um, yeah, so it, it definitely can, can feel like a risk, but, uh, it's just who I am. So that's what I'm, I'm going to talk about it for sure. Well, you know, and I applaud that, you know, because people should, you know, whatever you believe in, you should be able to tell, you know, people about that and not be 
not be worried about it. You know, that's at least what I try to do. Yeah. You know, if I, if I feel a certain way, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. So, you know, and, yeah, and I do talk a lot. <laughs> so tell me, I how can, I have some issue. <laughs> yeah. how can people, um, sponsor you? I mean, do you have just, you know, do you have organizations that sponsor you or is it just mainly individuals that, you know, are sponsoring you through your, through your website? Yeah, so far it's all just been individuals who want to donate to the charity. So um, with each charity, I've had to set up like a separate um, donation link for people to go to so that they know it's for the Running Across Ohio um, cause. Uh, But yeah, I I don't have like any official sponsorships. It's something I would love to be able to like branch out into eventually. Uh, Most of it has to do with just me committing to the time it takes to you know, reach out to people. Um, so I have had a couple of people, small businesses who have donated some like gift certificates or other merchandise that I have used for like giveaways. So people, um, donate and then they have a chance to win these giveaways. So people have done that, which has been really, really awesome. Um, I mean, small businesses, man, like they're just amazing. They, they're fighting against, you know, the bigger organizations, but they're, they've all been so, so giving uh, towards running across Ohio. Um, but in terms of like official sponsorship, that, yeah, that, that is not in place, but it would be awesome to be able to have that uh, just to help because, you know, expenses of doing this for me, it creeps up and it's getting kind of high because, you know, I go through a lot of shoes, raises aren't cheap. And so that aspect of it, I'm trying to figure out and sponsorship could be a way to do that, you know, getting their name um, across, you know, by, I don't know, having it on my shirt or something like that at right. all these races um, and giving them exposure that way, way while they're also helping support me continue uh, this cause by helping, you know, pay for some of the costs. But that's like a big long-term goal. I am nowhere near that right now. Um, thankfully, I have a husband who is very generous to my <laughs> hobbies and <laughs> lets me keep doing it. But uh, I do have to get creative sometimes. You know, I've done some ambassadorship programs uh, where you're an ambassador for like a race and then they give you a free entry or some people have just emailed and said, Hey, I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. Do you guys offer discounts for people running for charities? And some people have given me like a 50% discount right off the bat. So I've definitely put myself out there, um, which is hard. Like it's, it's hard cause you, I don't like asking for, for free stuff. That's hard for me to do, but uh, the generosity of others has just been really, really cool. Uh, people have been really willing to help me out. So what kind of things, if people wanted to donate to you, you know, things, I mean, what kind of things would be acceptable to, to get that you could actually use? Uh, you mean personally or yeah, for yeah. like the giveaways? I mean, that yeah, even give, giveaways, those types. I mean, obviously, I think somebody donating shoes to you, would new shoes would be great, you know, but you know, they, <laughs> right. like stores like Second Soul or Fleet Feet, you know, some of these different stores or Vertical Runner. Um, you know, have mm-hmm. they approached you at all about, Hey, you know, we, we see what you're doing. We'd like to maybe help you out. I know some of those folks, yeah. so I'd be more than happy to like, you know, try to initiate some of that. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. I'm always open to that. Um, but I did, uh, go to a couple of those stores, um, looking when I was doing giveaway items for, uh, to encourage people to donate and, um, like they were right off the bat, they were like, yeah, here you go. Here's some stuff like use it for your, for a giveaway. And they were super generous in that sense. Um, in terms of, you know, reaching out to me, uh, that hasn't happened, but, um, they, they have been generous and yeah, something like free shoes. I mean, that would be, you know, new pair of shoes for me could oh, yeah. be $150. So, um, and I go through them a lot since I started, uh, since I started running across Ohio. So, um, I could, I mean, I could go through six pairs a year easily. So I was going to say maybe you go through one a so. month or something like that, you know, <laughs> that'd be like 12 mm-hmm. yeah, pairs of shoes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially when I was doing the 15 K a day for the four or five days. I mean, I, I started with a brand new pair of shoes and after the four or five days, I needed to switch shoes out already because I had run 450 miles in 45 oh, days. Wow, so yeah. yeah uh huh. But I mean, other ways that, that I mean, it could even be a non-running business. Like I said, you know, if, uh, if it were something like having their name on my T-shirt or, um, you know, on my blog, having advertisement on there for them in return for, uh, you know, I guess a sponsorship of sorts to help cover costs of 
uh, even sometimes traveling, you know, there's, I'm up in Northeast Ohio, so coming all the way down to Cincinnati or even Athens, you know, I'm paying for hotels and paying for gas, um, paying for the race entries, those kind of things, you know, it just, it just all adds up. I think when I budgeted for this year, what it would all cost with the travel, it's about um, $2,000 uh, to, to do all of that. So it's a lot of money. So yeah, uh, like I said, eventually finding a way to incorporate other businesses would, or even just other people who want to sponsor me in that way, like an individual that, that would be huge. But so far the focus has just been on donating to the charity. Um, and from that, we've got, I think it's what, $6,200 over the last year and a half, which I know isn't a huge amount of money, but, um, for me, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. You know, it would be great if, if the, the local race directors or, you know, whomever's putting on the race, if they would at least just give you the entry Mm -hmm. for free, you know, everyone that you're going to do, give you the entry for free. Cause you know, half marathon, I think that's what. 35 to 80 bucks possibly maybe even more yeah they're the cheapest ones have been about 30 well actually i did find one they were having like a crazy special it was ten dollars <laughs> that was like the best deal i've ever found but um yeah so ten dollars was the cheapest all the way up to i think i paid 90 for one last year so yeah they they can get pretty hefty once you add them all together oh sure yeah now hopefully it's a tax mm-hmm. deduction for you <laughs> Well, it would be, but I'm not a 501c3 uh, organization, oh so okay. that is something I would like to do, but that's like, oh man, that's like a whole other monster <laughs> to tackle. There's just so much involved with that that, you know, you, I, didn't, I didn't know what went into becoming your own nonprofit organization until I started this, and it's just, it's really intense. So like all the people who've had to start here, I, I understand how hard it is, and I totally appreciate the nonprofit organization so much more because of that. So eventually, yeah, another long-term goal would be to be my own 501c3 organization so that people could just donate through Running Across Ohio and it would be its own entity instead of people uh, donating directly to the charities. Right. You know, maybe maybe you should consider doing like a GoFundMe page too. I don't know if you've kind of thought of that, but you know, that might be, that might be an opportunity too. So, Mm -hmm. or or even doing like a race, you know, putting your own race together, like a 5k, like the running across Ohio race and, uh, whatever mm-hmm. proceeds you get, you know, will help go to support, support your race. I mean, people come out and do a 5k for right. for any particular reason, you know, they wouldn't even have to get an <laughs> right. award, just be like, you know, 10 bucks. So you could get like, you know, 150 people to do it, you know, whatever it is. So, or even like local schools yeah, yeah. with cross country teams and, and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I've thought, I've definitely thought about it before. Um, it, that would be a great idea. I would love to be able to do that at some point for sure. So what kind of shoes I've got? Because typically what I try to do on, on this uh, show as well, our podcast, is is to kind of get mm-hmm. an idea of what type of shoes people run in. Now you're you know running a lot of distance. So what have you kind of felt has been successful type of shoe for you to run in? Yeah, I've switched shoes a lot. Um I had had some knee issues. Uh, it was years ago. It was like back in 2013. So sometimes I feel like I want to change things up just to see how my body handles it. Right now, most recently, I'm running in Brooks Glycerin, and so far I've really liked that shoe. Um, so I've stuck with that one the last few times. Um, I've also done. Um, oh, now I'm going to forget their name. They're they're a uh, I think they're a Swedish brand or something. Harku is that right? Hoku. Does that sound or right? Hokas. Hoka. No, yeah. no, it's not Hoka. Oh, it's not? I can't. No, they have like a bear. You know, I can't even remember what they're called. <laughs> I did try them once. Only Fleet Feet carries them. So if you can figure out what name I'm trying to say, go to Fleet Feet because <laughs> they carry them. Um, so that was a new brand I had tried. It actually so starts with like good, an H I, or something like that? Is that what it starts with? I think so. Yeah, I can't believe I can't remember what they're called. I only bought them once. Not because they were bad. They just were a little wide for my feet. Um <laughs> But they were comfortable. I, I did like them. So I've tried that brand, whatever it was. <laughs> um, I've tried um, Zuno's. Uh, I, I used to do Nike for a while, but I think they were too narrow for my feet. So I've, I've definitely, like, gone through my fair share of different brands. And, and I think Brooks might be the one that I've landed on, uh, the, the glycerin I really like. So that's the shoe I'm in now. I'm not a very – I'm not a shoe expert. Sorry. <laughs> that's not a good answer. I, I'm just always trying different ones. So – 
you never know with me. Well, that's good though, because I think a lot of times people, you know, they, they find a shoe and they kind of like try to stick with it. Um, even though like they'll come out with a new model and the new model could be somewhat wildly different than what they're used to running in. And then they get injured and they're, you know, they don't even know why they get injured. So I always say it's good to use different types of shoes as long as they, you know, as as long as they fit what you're looking to do and everything like that. So, I mean, you got to make sure that, you know, if you're a, if you're a neutral runner, you know, you always got to run in neutral shoes. That's just the way it works. But, you know, different mm-hmm. brands of yeah. neutral type shoes, uh, I think always is always is important to do. So, yeah. And I think it's good because when I'll go into the running store, you know, they'll suggest different kinds and I try them on and what feels comfortable is what I go with, even if it's a totally different shoe. So yeah, like you said, the different, if they come out with the new version, sometimes it's a little different. And so I think it's good to be open to trying on different stuff every time you go in and maybe you'll stay with the same shoe and that's fine too, but it's at least worth looking into. So where do you normally buy your shoes? Do you go to different stores or just go to one local around here? Um, I've gone to a couple different stores. Um, sometimes it depends like, uh, the towpath, uh, three mile or in April, I don't know if you've ever done, uh, that, that race series, but, um, one of the races I won the three miler. So I got a 50% off gift card to fleet feet. So that oh, nice. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I went to fleet feet once cause that, and they're great. I've been to vertical runner. I've been to second soul. I mean, all of them honestly have been really, really great. Um, sometimes it just depends on where I'm at that day, which is terrible. I feel like I should be loyal to one, but they've all just <laughs> do a really great job. Um, and like I said, they all were really generous to me when I was going around looking for different giveaway items. And so I like to be able to support all of them if I can, even if it's like rotating <laughs> through all of them, but they're just all really helpful, uh, for the, for the average Joe runner like me. Well, I hate to admit it, but a lot of times I buy my running shoes off of Amazon. So, you know, I, I find them <laughs> on, I find them on Amazon and I, you know, I'll run in, in different brands. I mean, I run in like a light version Nike that, Mm-hmm. You know, I like to do shorter distances in those because they're very, very flexible. And I got to have a flexible shoe or else I'll just continue to injure my Achilles. But I also run in, mm-hmm. in the Adidas, so I'll do longer distances than that. But I've had some pretty good success in running in the Hoka's. Um, you know, more of the, the Clifton yeah. Hoka's because some of the other ones, you know, the flexibility just wasn't there, what I need. But, man, when I was battling through the injury, I started running in the, in the Hoka's and they just felt phenomenal, but boy, they just don't last all that long. And I'm not a high mileage runner, uh, but it's almost seemed mm-hmm. like within, within a month, I almost felt like I had to buy a new pair of shoes cause they just didn't feel like they had that spring anymore, you know? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, I've done online. I've gotten my shoes online before too. Um, if I can find a good deal, but sometimes I still just, I like to be in the store and, trying them on and then you know if I'm going to try them on the store I'd like to buy from them so I'm not you know sometimes when I feel like I go and I don't want to cheat them out of that so if I go into the store I'll buy there but um if I know there's a you know like like if I found a really good deal on the Brooks on Amazon or somewhere else I would buy them online but I do like to have them on my feet sometimes just to make sure okay I still like this brand of shoe so yeah, yeah, that's why usually I try to stick with the the same one, you know. So it's, it's funny because mm-hmm. on Amazon, you know, they have all these other different vendors that they use. But like a, a the Hoka version or the Hoka shoe that I used, I could still find that same one. I just have to look a little bit, you know. It's there. Um, and you could usually get them for like a, you know, markdown price because they probably had the shoe sitting at their place for like a couple of years or something like that. So, I, yeah, I'm pretty lucky I got this shoe. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I remember the name of that shoe. I, I looked it up. It's Carhu. That's the name. Carhu. Okay. Carhu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, t- yes. I was trying to look Sorry. it up while you were talking. I'm like, I'm never going to get this thing right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, yeah. They were good too. They just were my, they were a little wide for my feet. So I got some black toenails when I wore them for my, um, Ouch. <laughs> for my marathon in October. But you know, that's just part of the runner's life. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so it's, I was also looking here too, that says you're a wannabe crafter. What, what is that? You know, what, what do you craft? What do you want? So, <laughs> you, you make know, your own running shoes. No, I'm kidding. 
Now that would be that would be awesome. Right. So, but I mean, you know, there's Pinterest, and of course, you have I have a thousand pins, but I don't do any of them because I can't craft. <laughs> I am just not a good do do it yourself. I can, I can sew kind of, but even my sewing lines are pretty brutal. Um, so I would love to be able to craft more. I think it's fun. I just don't have the time, and I spend all my money on running, so I don't have any money left over right. for crafting. But I. So, yeah, so that's the wannabe crafter in me. I think it would be great. It's just really low on my priority list. My daughter loves to craft, though, and I actually homeschool her. She's five. She's in kindergarten. Um, So for her sake, I really need to get better at crafting. But unfortunately, (laughs) it's not something I'm very skilled in. (laughs) Now, do you do you see them like any enthusiasm to start running at all? Have you tried to get them to do like kids runs or anything? I know your other two are are a little bit younger, but you know, five years old. I think Mm -hmm. my daughter's first races they did, they were about five, but you know, like a hundred meter run or something like that, but nothing long. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to have her start to get into them. She's a she's a tricky one. Um, you can't force her to do anything. It has to be her idea. So with her, I kind of have to wait for her to take the initiative on it. Um, otherwise, she might drag her feet while I'm bringing her there. But she has, um, like, asked to go run with me before, and um, they ask me about my race. Sometimes when I come back, they always ask me if I won the race, and I always tell them I did <laughs> because I finished. So I, right. you know, I kind of won. Yeah. I have, I, they see the medal around my neck, and they think that I won. <laughs> Wait until they get so, old enough to you know, know, like, oh, geez, Mom, everybody gets a medal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they don't have to know that yet. I know, eventually I know. They'll find out my... <laughs> They'll find out my trick eventually, but for now, I'll let them think that I <laughs> that I won the race. So yeah, they they definitely asked me about it, and they got to come to my marathon in October, and that was really really special to have them there at the finish line. Um, but you know, it's a lot of work for my husband to bring all three right. through all three of them to a race. So they haven't been to a ton, but I would you know as they get older, I would love to have them be involved with it. Uh, more and hopefully come and do some of the kids races and as they get even older than that to even run together I mean I run with my mom and I love it so it would just be a dream come true if if my kids went and ran with me once they were older now are you still going to try to work in any marathons while you're trying to accomplish this goal or are you really just going to stay with halves at this point um the marathon I did in October uh, I wasn't expecting to do another marathon because I had done the Columbus Marathon in 2013, and it was kind of a disaster because I hurt my knee, and um, I, it was just it did not go well. I was having stomach problems because the doctor told me to take a bunch of Advil, which is not a good idea yeah, if you're you going to be really running a marathon. That, yeah. Yes, they do, but apparently my doctor didn't know that, so <laughs> <laughs> so I took a lot Bad of Advil doctor. leading up to that race. <laughs> Yeah, she's not my doctor anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that that experience was really rough, and I did not think I was going to do another one. But then, you know, once I got into the Instagram world of running, I just got the itch to go try again. You know, I kind of wanted to redeem. I called it my marathon redemption because I just wanted to redeem that first one, and I did. And I like PR'd by like 38 minutes, and um, I mean it was still painful because it's a marathon. But to see how much I could improve totally made me want to do another one after that. So I, I definitely will do another marathon. I'm not sure when. Um, Which marathon was know, it? That's, uh, it was the Northern Ohio Marathon. It started at Menor Headlands. It was smaller, uh, but so pretty. And I kind of actually prefer the smaller races over the really big ones. Um, I think you get such a feel for the community more so than you do when you're in, you know, the really huge races. Um, so I, I love the smaller ones, and that one was great. The views were really pretty. You got to see Lake Erie. You went through so many different parts of the town. Uh, so I'd really recommend that uh, marathon or half marathon. They also have a half marathon as well. Now, have um, you but, done, yeah, I, I would love to do another one. Did you do that Hofbra House half marathon last year? I did. That was a very interesting. That was the race. first one I, I think because when the first year I did that race, they just had the 5K and 10K, and then last year mm-hmm. they they added the half marathon to it. So you ended up doing because the yeah. weather I thought was pretty good for that race, if I recall, it wasn't wasn't all that bad. But and I don't know what the course was for the half because I just did the 10K, but um, it seemed like mm-hmm. it'd be a pretty flat course, was it? Oh, yeah, it was pretty flat. We did go down into the park, um, which 
did you do have to like go down a hill and then you have to go back up it but that's i mean the rest of it is pretty flat but we did go through some interesting parts of cleveland oh, okay. yes <laughs> even on the 10k we course. did that so <laughs> yeah so that was um yeah that that was sometimes i was like oh this this is kind of a sketchy area, but um, I see police officers, so I, I feel okay. <laughs> but it definitely was different in that sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was still a fun race. I mean, um, the post race is like totally different than in the other races oh, I've yeah. been in. But you know, it's like basically a German beer fest. So right, right. That's pretty fun. <laughs> and you get you know you get your free yeah, bratwurst too. So that's you know not not. I mean, I don't know if you yeah. eat bratwurst or not, but you know. Uh, boy, they well, handed out a I lot of those. I can't. I can't eat bratwurst. I'm I'm a crazy vegan. Oh, so you are. Okay. I can't eat bratwurst. Yeah. Well, my my I youngest daughter's the same way, so she couldn't. You know, she couldn't eat one either. So. Oh really? Yeah. So that was kind of a buzzkill. They need some. I got I every time I do the race reviews, I try and push the vegan agenda. Like maybe you could have a vegetarian or vegan option. You know. <laughs> so, but. We're the we're the minority, so I know they're probably like whatever. But it it would be nice to have a a veggie dog. I wouldn't hate it. Well, you know, we did the um, the Hermes Hermes Race Systems has this challenge series that they do each year. And last year, you know, I mean, we participate. I think like last four or five years, but last year they actually had the banquet, um, or for last year's race, which I think the banquet was mm-hmm. earlier in January. But they had it at the Hofbrauhaus. House. And, my, you know, my daughter's mm, okay. a vegan, you know, so she couldn't mm-hmm. eat. They only gave you three different options on the menu, and she couldn't eat any of it, you know, which mm-hmm. was kind of frustrating a little bit because, you know, they could have had at least – you would think that there's some of the runners that were there, probably some of them don't eat meat, and so they should right. have given some type of option to people to be able to do that, you know. So that was a little that was a little frustrating. Yeah, it's. I, I do feel like in the running world, like vegetarianism and veganism is becoming more. But I, I do know we're a smaller percentage, so a lot of people kind of forget about us. But it, yeah, it would be nice if they could have for us out there. But at the same time, I'm and I'm sure your daughter is too. You kind of get used to like not having options for yourself, and that is the hard part about it is you have to plan around things like that. Like, okay, they're they're probably not gonna have food that I can eat, so I'll have to eat before I go mm-hmm. or at home and things like that with um but I, I mean i guess that can be true for people who eat you know paleo type of specific diet um but yeah in the running community uh, we're a little more aware of that like i said i'm trying to put a little bug in the ear at every little race and i've had some people some volunteers at races like when i've told them like oh do you have any you know options for vegans and they'd be like no but you know what really should think about that for next year so it's good asking hopefully for you know future races they they can think about that so like me can have some more options so now do you eat like do you you eat eggs or anything like that or you stay away from that as well yeah no eggs no dairy no meat no Um, animal products at all or yeah no animal products at all so try to eat a very whole food plant-based diet i mean plant-based is probably better description for me because veganism culture of cruelty the awareness no fur things like that no um animal byproducts like you know your makeup or other cosmetics and aspect of it i really just follow the diet side not not that i don't think the other part isn't good um you know but for me most of it is for the health benefits of it yeah, it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I do a lot of 5Ks, my, you know, my family does, and, and oh, a lot of races, mm-hmm. I should say. It seems like at a lot of the races, the things that they have for, you know, post-race food is pizzas and, you know, donuts and, you know, <laughs> now bagels, not so bad. But it seems like most of the food that is there is really not healthy for you. <laughs> so it's kind of defeating the purpose, you know. <laughs> You know, after you it do a race, do you really terrible. want to stuff your face with, you know, a bunch of pepperoni pizzas? You know, probably, I mean, yeah, they <laughs> taste good, but it's probably not the best option for you. <laughs> right. Probably not the best post-race right. meal. Right. <laughs> at least, they at least usually have a banana. You know, if they got bananas and if they have coffee, which seems to be a dying thing, you all don't have coffee because runners love coffee. Yeah, that's If they true. have coffee and bananas, then I'm... Like this is great. This is awesome. Bagels, bagels does feel like a nice treat sometimes. 
too. Right. Yeah, usually it's like chips. Uh, and a lot of times you're finishing a race at, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. You're like, I don't really want to eat a piece of pizza right. at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> you know, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Or have beer. You know, I always think that's funny, too, at the end of a race. This is morning, but I'm not. A, I'm not a beer drinker. I prefer wine. So if they had wine at the end, I, maybe <laughs> I would, you know, be partaking in it at nine thirty. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm sure you could have got a glass of wine at the Hofbrauhaus. House. The only bad thing is they didn't give you. I mean, you only get beer tickets. You know, you didn't get a ticket for a glass of wine, so you had to pay for a glass of wine <laughs> if you wanted one. Yeah, I know something else I need to advocate for. Wine. Yeah, exactly. Wine at the end of races. <laughs> they should give you the choice. You know, when you sign up for the race, do you want a beer ticket or do you want a wine ticket? <laughs> alcoholic beverages it's not that big of a difference right right right. (laughs) now do you have like a a favorite half marathon that that you've done something that you would that you kind of just see yourself doing every year for the for the sake of it i mean just have one that you just really loved and and i know you mentioned the i think it was what the bridge to bridge up in astabula but Mm -hmm. um do you have one that just kind of stands out be like oh my gosh i would just do that one every year if i could yeah, so the one I did most recently, uh, it was the last one for the year 2017, was the Amish Country Half Marathon. Um, that one was so fun. And it surprises me because it's the hardest course I've ever run. I mean, the hills were just... I was going to say, that must have been a tough course. <laughs> it was. The hills were crazy. Um, but it was also a race that I ran for fun, um, and I got to run with another Instagram runner friend that, I, that I've that i met. Um, so that made it really fun, too. But it was beautiful. I mean, like, seeing Ohio country coming up, blue skies. You know, you got to be passed by, like, the horse and buggy, which was really cool. Yeah. There was the Amish community, like, came out and watched, which was something I wasn't expecting. Um, and it's seeing, like, these little Amish kids and their Amish outfits. It was adorable, and it was really <laughs> cool. And a totally different, like, racing experience that I've ever been through. Um, so I, and you know, they're, they had, um, I mean, I couldn't eat them, but they had like donuts before the race. They had a whole bunch of food afterwards from like local, you know, Amish restaurants. And, um, it was just, it was just a really fun and well put on race. Um, and so that's, and it was a smaller race. Like I said, I, I really enjoy the smaller races. Um, cause you just really get to see the community, I think, cause you're not trying to like, you know, at the big races, sometimes you miss what you're running by because there's so many people, you know, you're just focused on like finding space in front of you to run. Um, too, cause like the, the Cleveland marathon, ha- you go through cool parts of the, of downtown there. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think the smaller races are so much more intimate and unique. Um, so Amish country so far, that one has, has been my favorite, but I've, I mean, most of them, there's only been a couple that I kind of was like, nah, that wasn't really well run or well-organized. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I've been really impressed by the races that people put on in Ohio. They do a great job. There's a lot of great race organizations where we are. Now, where did that race start? Was it down in Berlin or Sugar Creek? Yeah, it was in Berlin. It started at the high school. I don't remember what the high school's called, though. Um, but I think it, I know like where that is. Is that like Berlin. on Route 39 or something like that? I think I've been through there quite a few times. I, I, I think so. Yeah, it was like, I mean, you were by a lot of the like Amish country area, like all the little shops and, right. and stuff like that. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to watch out, you know, mm-hmm. running behind those buggies too, because you never know when you might run into some like horse droppings too. <laughs> you just got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my friend called them the landmines. Yeah, yeah. you did have to watch our, <laughs> our footing sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> like I said, I wasn't running for time. Maybe if I was like really trying to run hard, I would have been like, "Oh, this horse poop everywhere is so annoying." <laughs> but I was just like, "This is crazy!" Like right. I just never run any race like this. And I got some really cool pictures of like the horse and buggies and some of the Ohio countryside. And yeah, it was just so so pretty. Now, did you do the Medina Half Marathon, or are you getting ready to do that one this year? I have not done Medina yet. I, I like, am so excited to do that one. Last year, I don't remember why I couldn't do last year, but, like, there's something going on in that day. And then this year is my husband's birthday, so I definitely can't do oh. it this year. <laughs> hey, honey, can you watch the kids on your birthday? I'm going to go run this race. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 
I don't think I can do I'm definitely not doing it this year, but I am really excited to do that one. It's like it just keeps not falling down the right date for me so far. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty Hopefully good uh, That's a pretty good course that they do out there and it's a pretty good race that they put on. So, um I know a few yeah, people that I've are heard. running that one and and uh yeah. So I think this they also do the 5K and one year I actually did like the lead bike for the 5K. So that was kind of cool just participating. Oh, I yeah. I have not run the half marathon. Um, probably haven't, I haven't ran a half in just, you know, a couple of years. I will this year, but you know, not for a couple of years. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. Which one are you going to run this year? Uh, I'll probably do the river run half marathon. That's the one that, uh, is down mm-hmm. in the Metro parks. I don't know if you've ran that one before or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did that one this year and I got a new PR from it, but it kind of felt like I was, I cheated cause it's all downhill, but uh. <laughs> A half marathon is a half marathon, right? So Well, you know, the thing about that <laughs> race is, I mean, you, you may feel like you cheated, but yet, you know, there's such steep banking where you're running, you know, mm-hmm. in the Metro Park. So a lot of times you kind of feel like you're out of balance because you have to run either at the bottom side of the road or the top side of the road. If you run in the middle, you're just, you're off balance, it seems like. And, and then they've got a couple little hills when they go by the golf course, not, you know, nothing huge or whatever, but... Um, it's a great point to point race, you know? Yeah, it is. It was fun. And the, the weather was great and it's shaded a lot of the time too, cause yes. you're in the Metro parks with all the trees. So that's nice. So yeah, I liked that race. That race was, that was a fun race. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you back on social media. So, you know, I'll be looking for your, for your <laughs> post and, you know, I, I hope that you can, you know, make that next race. I'm sure you'll be able to, but, you know, I'm hoping that you can actually, you know, run it like you would like to run it. So um, anything, anything else that you want to add? Yeah, I know we've you. been a little bit over an hour, so I don't want to keep you that much longer. I mean, just thank you so much for having me on and, and sharing about running across Ohio. I mean, the, the more I can get the word out there, the better it is for, for the charities that I'm running for. Um, so any support I can receive from anyone is just so, so appreciated. Even if it's just stopping by on my blog to check out, check out what I'm doing. It, it means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, so thanks so much for having me on and yeah, I'm looking forward to being back on social media and being yeah. reinserted into the world. <laughs> you have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate it. And again, I look forward to, you know, your post and your blog and I just subscribed. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that stuff and, and your race recap. So, um, I thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been another episode of running with Laz. Have a great evening.